This is Fine Rambles, number 64. Sort of a lazy Sunday. I have a leg of lamb roasting in the oven. It's a pretty, it's a pretty quiet afternoon. And, <laughs> and I was thinking about how badly I've handled my health over the years. <laughs> Just how, how cavalier and, and blasé and, and arrogant I was, and, you know, probably still am. When I was in college, rah, 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 when I was in college, when I was in college, terrible food just bounced off my body, <laughs> right? Quarts of Ben and Jerry's. Oh, God. I used to just eat golden grams <laughs> for dinner at the Ratty in college. And when I was in banking and private equity, we would just order dinner in every night. So I never ate at home, not one meal in 10 years, probably. The food, <laughs> the food we would order in would be like, it wouldn't be healthy food, right? You're 24, you're ordering heaps of like the richest Indian food, and you're ordering Chinese and just like pasta. And, <laughs> you know, in business school, Oh my God. In business school, I think I ate pizza for dinner four nights a week. Easily. Easily. <laughs> so year after year after year of bad food. And, you know, I'm sitting at a desk 14 to 16 hours a day just staring at screens and I'm not getting any sleep and I have lots of stress. And of course, on top of that, I'm not getting any exercise. And it's like, what the fuck did you expect to happen, Matt? Right? The usual progression. I gained weight. I lost what muscle mass I had. You know, a friend and I used to talk about how comb-overs happened. How did someone end up looking that stupid? And, you know, one day at a time. <laughs> and that's what happened to me. I took my body for granted. Because, you know, you're young. Your body just works. And over time, one day at a time, my health went to complete shit. And I was still in denial. You know, it's easy. You know, I, you'd walk past the mirror and I'd smile and you suck in the gut a little bit. And I'd never been fat. I didn't even know I could be fat. It never occurred to me that that was a possibility. And then at one point, I moved out of New York City and I moved somewhere where the YMCA had a nice pool. And, you know, I'd swum in high school. Swam? I'd swam? I'd swum in high school. And I started swimming again. I worked my way up to like a mile a day. And I thought I was in really into shape. And so I got very arrogant. <laughs> and I was wrong. Again. Right? Still doing the wrong thing. Even after I thought I was doing the right thing. And I learned this because, you know, I couldn't go on a hike without stopping every minute to catch my breath. I think, you know, I don't know the science, but I think the term would be my, my aerobic threshold was low. I could walk all day, but I couldn't walk up a hill for more than 100 yards at a time. I was weak. I was weak. I had no muscles. <laughs> also, I was eating a vegan diet, which means relatively low protein. And that was something, you know, when I finally learned this, I'm so ignorant. When I finally learned this, it blew my mind. Even, even the high protein like legumes and beans, 
that everyone pitches as being at the center of a healthy vegan diet, they're like 70% carbohydrates. So anyways, all this time, my body continued to degrade and fall apart just in slow motion. And I ignored it, right? In my arrogance, I ignored it. I didn't listen to my body. And what was the result? Well, I was hungry all the time. (laughs) My energy got worse. My joint pain got worse. My sleep got worse. And then, you know, thank God, but one time I got the flu really badly and I was just in bed for a week or more. And when I recovered, I shit you not, I was as weak as a little baby. (laughs) I felt like an old man teetering around my house. This was a real wake-up call. Like It was a real come to Jesus with reality. And, you know, I think a lot of people my age get this kind of call. They have a similar experience, not because they're weak, but I think it's because they have children. And they want to see those children grow up and they want to be able to do things with them. Anyways, I realized that if I didn't change, if I just let my body continue to like disintegrate, that my world was going to shrink. I wouldn't be able to do things that I wanted to do. Pretty soon I'd be one of those not too old people who can't even walk without getting out of breath. And then... And then soon I'd be one of those old people who have no muscles and no balance. And one day I would fall and break my hip and be dead in a year. Or worse, or worse. Look, we, we hide old people in this country so we don't have to see how goddamn awful it is to be old and weak. How degrading it is. How, how humiliating You know, for one reason or another, I've seen enough of what that is like to know that I never, ever, ever want to go through it, ever. And so that became, (laughs) that became my goal at the gym. And this is really still my only real goal from exercise is (laughs) I want to be able to get off the shitter (laughs) when I'm 75 years old. I just want to be able to stand up because freedom, like real freedom, is being able to go to the bathroom by yourself (laughs) without the fear that you're going to soil yourself or without the fear that you're going to lose all your privacy and all your dignity because you need to pay someone to help you take a piss, (laughs) right? That's, That's the reality. So, so I dragged my scrawny ass to the gym and I started lifting weights. I was so weak to start. I was so weak. Oh, how, how weak were you, Matt? I was so weak. I was so weak. I could only squat the barbell. That's 45 pounds. And don't get the wrong idea, right? Like, I'm not David Goggins. <laughs> this story does not end with me running ultra marathons or, or winning the Olympics, okay? I'm still, I'm still weak. I still struggle to go on hikes or even a long bike ride. I'm still, I'm still work in progress, you know, just like everybody else. You know, here's something else I was 
thinking about. If you go to the gym, who is the person you admire most? You look around and you're like, who is the person that I respect most for being here? And for a long time for me, it was, you know, somebody who could, was really strong. And, you know, I think my respect for that person over the last few years has actually increased. I'm more respectful of that person now. When I see someone who can run a marathon, someone who can deadlift 500 pounds, I am more respectful today than I was a couple of years ago because I see how hard that path is. I see how hard it is to get to that point. I see the kind of work that has to be done. You know, in the movies, you have the montage and then someone's stronger. But if you want to go from being weak to being strong, that's not six weeks. That's not six months. It's more like that's six years or longer, right? I mean, someone who's really built at the gym. <laughs> Here's a story. I was at a YMCA, I think in Los Angeles, and there was a guy who was just really built and he looked very healthy. And I was really impressed. And, you know, I tend to have a tendency toward hero worship and I went up to him and I'm like, dude, man, like, how long have you been working out? And he, and he looked at me like I was a lunatic and he said, all my life, <laughs> right? So he was probably in his mid-30s. He'd probably been working out four to five times a week since high school, 20 years. And so when I see someone who actually has put in that effort, who has had the discipline, it's an amazing thing. But the person I now respect the most at the gym is the weakest person I can find. It's the person who's the most overweight. It's the person who, who is old and frail. Because I can tell you, as someone who was there, it's so difficult emotionally to go to the gym and expose your weakness. It's so hard to say, here I am, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm fat, I'm weak, I'm frail, but I'm going to try to do better. It, it's so easy just to not do anything. It's so easy to say, this is too hard. It's too embarrassing. I'm, I don't want to expose myself. I don't want people to laugh at me. I don't, want, I don't want to get embarrassed. And that hurdle for someone who's not strong to go to the gym and try to get strong, to ask for advice, to ask for help, I admire that much more now, even than the people who have put 20 years into getting stronger, because they are out of their comfort zone. It is just going to the gym for them is really scary. Ooh, okay, that was a bit of a tangent. Here is what I did learn, I think. It doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you can get better. And this is such an amazing feeling. And, you know, it's not just the endorphins, which are wonderful. And it's not just the lowering of stress, which is lovely. It's the dopamine. <laughs> it's the process of improving. You know, I look at a bar, a barbell with more weight on it than I've ever lifted. And then occasionally I can lift that weight. Hooray! Ba 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 ba! Triumph! You know, confetti <laughs> parades and big brass bands. That positive reinforcement from reality, that makes me feel like, like a million bucks. How can I put this? Hmm. Being strong 
is boring, but getting strong is exhilarating. Have you guys ever climbed? You know, the top of the hill, the top of the mountain is, it's anticlimactic. You get there and you're like, uh, 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 okay, now what? It's the climb. It's the climb that's, that's inspirational. It's the challenge that, that drives us. It's, it's the struggle that's motivating. And here's what I say to myself on those occasions. You know, I say, Matt, you couldn't do this a month ago. You, you thought it was impossible. What else do you think is impossible? What else might you be able to do if you just applied the same approach? If you just took one tiny, careful, deliberate step at a time, one tiny step, without worrying about how good you were, you know, in fact, being comfortable being bad, (laughs) being comfortable with the struggle, being comfortable actually suffering in the service of getting better, and being comfortable with being terrible, not just today, not just tomorrow, but, you know, let's be realistic for a long time. Over time, I think if we work at getting better and we accept the feedback of our bodies and of reality in terms of performance and how we feel, we become people who develop the habit of getting better. We get used to pushing ourselves. We start to realize that we can do things we never thought were possible for us. And we start getting comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. And it's there, right? It's in that zone of discomfort that all improvement and progress happens. I guess the side benefit is that when we're 75, (laughs) we'll still be able to go to the bathroom by ourselves. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay, that's all I got. I'll catch you next week.